0: Holy Wednesday is sometimes called Spy Wednesday, which is a reference to Judas plotting with the chief priests to deliver Jesus. We know from the Gospel record that Jesus knew full well of the plot and betrayal. He had on several occasions warned his disciples about this. But Jesus' knowledge of betrayal goes back long before his earthly life. He had been betrayed many times before he had become a man. In fact, the entire history of man's relationship with God is a story of betrayal. Especially of God being betrayed by his very own adopted son, Israel. It may sound absurd that a creature formed from mud could betray the God who made him makes God sound weak, helpless. And yet God allowed it. In his long suffering, he displayed this kind of meekness towards his people. While they betrayed him, he never forsook them and always received them back. There are dozens of stories in the scriptures of these betrayals. But perhaps... The best one paralleling Judas' betrayal of Jesus is the story of Joseph and his brothers. In the book of Genesis, we read of how Judah had the idea to sell his brother Joseph to the Ishmaelites for 20 pieces of silver. Now, Joseph clearly is a type of Christ. Interesting, his father, his adopted father, is also Joseph. Joseph is a type of Christ, and Judas Iscariot, Judas's name is the Greek rendering of the Hebrew Judah. Judas's name is Judah. Here we see a remarkable foreshadowing of Judas, who is Judah, betraying Jesus, who is Joseph. And Judah was Joseph's brother, just as Judas was a brother to Christ in the apostolic band. There's another parallel in these stories. Judah sold Joseph to the Ishmaelites, just as Judas sold Jesus to the false Jews. Now the Ishmaelites were sons of the bondwoman. They were not of the promise. They were sons of the flesh. And these Jews were not only sons of the devil, as Jesus called them, but St. Paul himself directly refers to the Jews who rejected Jesus Christ as Ishmaelites. So anyway, this was not the first time that Christ had been betrayed by the very ones He had chosen and drawn close to Himself and made a part of His own divine family. This had been going on from the beginning of time and God in His unremitting love and humility and patience towards mankind not only allowed it but actually used our betrayal for our own redemption. It is in fact this most ugly of all the betrayals that we remember on this night, which becomes the decisive act setting in motion the final stages of Christ's passion, which become his victory and our salvation. In Matthew's account, it was just after Mary had anointed Jesus for his burial that Judas went to cut a deal with the chief priests, to turn Jesus over to them. And you'll remember well how Judas, who had control of the money box and had been stealing from it, got very angry. He condemned Mary for wasting, in John's account, 300 denarii on her foolery. He got angry because he was taking money from the box, lining his pockets. After Jesus rebuked Judas, Judas walked out. And Matthew says that Judas went directly to the chief priests to plot and try and find an opportunity for him to be taken. Listen to what he asks them when he leaves the anointing and goes directly to the priests. Then Judas Iscariot went to the chief priests and said, What are you willing to give me if I deliver him to you? And they counted out to him thirty pieces of silver. There's a fantastical story in the golden legend which says that by these 30 pieces of silver which Judas was paid, he recovered his cut which he had lost from the 300 denarii worth of wasted perfume. Jesus was made fragrant for his burial and Judas got his blood money for his wicked deed. He was paid and the devil was the pawn of God. The Gospels tell us, in all the accounts, that Satan entered Judas at the Last Supper when he shared the bread with Jesus. But Luke, in his account, says that the devil also entered Judas on this night, at that moment when he decided to go plot with the chief priests and find a way to turn him over. Our Gospel, uh, Passion Gospel, tonight opens with this. And the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might kill him. Then Satan entered Judas, who was numbered among the twelve. So he went his way and conferred with the chief priests and captains how he might betray him to them. And they were glad and agreed to give him money. John tells us in his gospel, of another time that Jesus had predicted his betrayal. He says, the words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. But there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that did not believe, and who he was that would betray him. After this, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. Then Jesus said to the twelve, will you also go away? Have I not chosen you twelve? And one of you is a devil. Now he meant Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. For this same was about to betray him. Now it's become very popular in our day to try and rehabilitate Judas. This is nothing new actually. This is not just a modern phenomena, although it's very popular now. There was a heretical sect going back as far as I think the second century that made Judas out to be a hero actually. They taught that Judas was the only one who really understood Jesus' mission and he was used of God to set it in motion. This of course is blasphemous. Has no grounding in the scriptures. Judas was a devil who was blinded by greed. There was no Noble motivation for his betrayal. Wouldn't it just be like sinful men to try and drum up some kind of nobility to Judas's wickedness? There was no deeper logic to it. It is a dire warning. And this is the whole point of the story in the gospel. It is a dire warning to all of us, to Christians, that Judas fell into such depths of wickedness. His heart was utterly blackened as a culmination of repeated petty sin. Petty sin. Not profound sin, petty sin. And all sin is petty. It shows the power and the danger of sin if it is not dealt with. How many people have betrayed Christ? Perhaps not as famously as Judas, but nevertheless, they have walked away from Christ, one small step at a time, ever so slowly, as John tells us they did in his day. Saint Leo, one of my favorite uh, preachers of the patristic era, he Speaking of Judas' betrayal at the Last Supper, says this, When the Lord said, Verily I say to you that one of you is about to betray me, he showed that his betrayer's conscience was well known to him, not confounding the traitor by harsh or open rebukes, but meeting him with mild and silent warnings that he who had never been sent astray by rejection might the easier be set right by repentance. Why, unhappy Judas, do you not make use of so great long-suffering? Behold, the Lord spares your wicked attempts. Christ betrays you to none save yourself. Neither your name nor your person is discovered, but only the secrets of your heart are touched by the word of truth and mercy. The honor of the apostolic rank is not denied you, nor yet a share in the sacraments. Return to your right mind. Lay aside your madness and be wise. Mercy invites you. Salvation knocks at the door. Life recalls you to life. But you abuse the Lord's patience. You add impudence to guilt and are not frightened by so clear a test. And when the others refrain from the food in which the Lord had set his judgment, you do not withdraw your hand from the dish, because your mind is not turned aside from the crime. At the last, the Lord, seeing on what a gross crime Judas was bent, says, What you do, do quickly. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You have been listening to Father Patrick Cardeen, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. This has been a production of The Orthodox West.